Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome in to the DNVR Rockies podcast. I am Patrick Lyons. I'm Susie Hunter. Patrick, what a... What a Coors Field game we just witnessed here on this Sunday, July 2nd. Last home game before the All-Star break. It was a Coorsian loss. Yes, 14-9. It was very, very Coors, very Coors. And I believe when you include the three runs that the Rockies were able to score in the eighth inning, it helps the run differential this week for the nine-game homestand mm. to just minus 39. Oof. Now 24 of that oh. goes to the Angels, but even still, you take out the 24... Because we had some big great. losses against the Dodgers, too. Just overall, right. a really a rough time. A and tough time. somehow they almost had a winning homestand. Like, if they had won today, that would have changed some things. They go 4-5. and five. They lose the series, of course, to the Tigers. They lost the one to the Dodgers. They did win against mm-hmm. the Angels, the one that seems like they definitely didn't win that one. No, they, they did. They won that series, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I feel like both teams lost that series in a way, though, because that 25-1 loss did feel like the biggest loss. I mean, it literally was, was, but it just, it felt like it just had bigger repercussions, but we're not talking about the angel series. We're talking about the tiger series, a series that we actually did lose. Maybe we shouldn't talk about the tiger series just yet. Maybe we should talk about our good news. We've got an all-star. Yes, we have an, I mean, we knew we would get one. Legally obligated to get one, but we found out today that Elias Diaz is the Colorado Rockies representative at the 2023 all-star game. It's the first time a catcher from the Rockies has had this honor. He was very excited about it. Apparently he was a little emotional about it, but we got to talk to him about it after the game. Yeah, so let's, let's were you ready for it? All right, so yeah, here is what Diaz had to say about about his news today. Oh, significant. Uh, yeah, it's uh, something really special, uh, uh, especially uh, just the, the way it happened. I wasn't anticipating it at all. I was, actually wasn't even thinking about it. Uh, I was very emotional, very grateful for it. Uh, I'm happy uh, that it happened. Um, you know, the way it happened, I'm, I'm grateful for it. Uh, the way the season's gone, uh, grateful for the team. I'm I'm grateful for my family, my support, um, and, you know, truly honored. At least, did you know or do you know that you're the first Rockies catcher to ever make the All-Star game? And what does that mean to you, being the first Rockies catcher? Uh, yeah, no doubt. You know, I was told that before the game, and uh, it's it's an honor, you know, speaking with myself. And uh, early on in the game, it's just something special. Uh, my, my name's going to go on in history here in Colorado, and I, and I take that with extreme honor, and it's something special to me, and hopefully, you know, the generations behind me can appreciate that. Brian McMahon said uh, the other day, you know, you're, you're the team's MVP. Obviously, everyone's so excited for you when the news came out. How does it feel to just have the support of your, your teammates to acknowledge how good you've been this year? I think, you know, this clubhouse as, as a whole, you know, we, we pull each other, you know, up, and... We have the support with everybody here. Uh, McMahon is one of the greats. You know, I love that. I love that guy to death. Uh, he's been there for me, and he's, he's got that support for me as a whole. But I think as a family here, we treat each other as a family. You know, what I mean, it's a, it's a clubhouse. We're all united, and we're all as a team here 
together pulling for each other so it's it's an honor for sure what are you most looking forward to when you get to seattle <coughs> i mean I, I don't know i you know i just want to enjoy the experience enjoy the moment and, and just embrace it yeah congratulations elias diaz what an honor i was on mlb.com trying to find out get ready get the first immediate tweet out and they were going through the roster, and they had did they did all the pitchers from the American League and the National League. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you're really making us sweat it out. And we were getting close because the game was was ending there. They finally made the announcement in the ninth, mm-hmm. and then I saw who some of the other All Stars were: Josiah Gray for the Nationals, and Heimer Candelario has been alongside Ryan McMahon as one of the best third basemen in the game. So I go, it's McMahon, it's McMahon, it's McMahon. That's that's <laughs> who it's going to be. And then they announce. Elias Diaz. So, you know, though, of course, will be some injuries along the way, and you never know what could happen. The interesting thing with McMahon, and, and one of the reasons why I kind of thought it, he could have an edge, because there weren't a ton of third baseman or second baseman having huge years. Mm-hmm. Certainly, Arenado's the starter, maybe not necessarily an all star. If you just look at his numbers, his name alone is an all-star. So Yeah, I think that's really what got him on this on this team. Yeah, if he if you if Austin Riley was starting, it would be curious to see if McMahon would have gotten it over Arenado because McMahon actually has been better. So McMahon being able to play second base, if someone gets hurt, if say Luis Arias can't start or who uh, uh, his backup can't, then maybe McMahon actually does slide in there. Could be a pipe dream for a team that's in last place in the National League to get more than one representative, but we can always hope. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I don't know if the Rockies necessarily are seen as deserving of having multiple All-Stars this season when a lot of teams are doing a lot better. Yeah. But we, we know true. in our hearts that McMahon is All-Star caliber. Right when they made that announcement that Elias Diaz, first catcher in, in 31 seasons of Rockies baseball, was uh, their All-Star, Ryan McMahon hit an opposite field home run. Now, he knew ahead of time, like they knew before the game, if you're watching on AT&T Sportsnet, they showed, you know, the entire team celebrating, which was such an awesome sight to see. But mm-hmm. still, they made that announcement and the McMahon homers to say, like, you're going to snub me? He had, he had been snubbed a couple hours prior. But still, I yeah. thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, the timing was pretty funny on all of that. And Diaz came up to bat and he, he struck out. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Come on. Come on, man. Yeah. No, and he's, he is so deserving of this. He has just been incredible this season. I'm so excited for him. Yeah, he's been their MVP. I mean, both McMahon and Diaz have been amazing on both sides of the ball. Defensively, mm-hmm. the numbers are great. Offensively, the numbers are great. Maybe more so for Diaz because he's doing it as a catcher uh, at a premier defensive position, as Buddy yeah. uh, continues to remind us. And, you know, Diaz has been doing a little bit more consistently. For the month of June, he's kind of fallen off, whereas McMahon has stepped up. But for the first two months of the season, it was only only Elias Diaz doing it and doing it with a pitching staff that had been so banged up that had it been somebody else behind the plate, I mean, it could have been a 29 to 1 kind of game. So, yeah. Thanks for Elias Diaz for only keeping it 25 to 1. Yes, thank you. We will never stop talking about that that 25 to 1 loss. Never no. for as long as I live, I will never. I wasn't even there. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll never forget it. That's that's the happy anniversary that pops up in your phone. Not your friend's wedding. It's the 25 to 1 loss. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, and the day they traded Mike Moustakis. Oh, yeah, I think my friends got married. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's the 25 <laughs> to 1 Literally, I will always think of her wedding <laughs> and that game as one and the same. Although, True. you know, the, the wedding obviously will have a much better outcome. I'm always <laughs> reminded of my wedding anniversary because... 
On the night before, Roy Halladay threw a perfect game. That's right. And, yes. And Tom McCarthy, who is uh, an announcer for the Phillies, uh, was uh, his brother was at my wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're related through marriage, which is to say we're not related at all. Uh, and then on my honeymoon was the Armando Galarraga perfect game that ended <laughs> up being a one hitter because of the safe call at first base. So whenever I see those clips, I go, oh, I remember where I was on those days. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, no, you never forget that stuff. We have, um, I believe we have a Tigers fan in the chat right now, Couple. Dog Pound. Um, he had fun. He had a fun <laughs> series. He loves our ballpark. Yeah, no shit, you love our ballpark. I I tweeted this out when we got the attendance figures. I was looking it up. And so on opening day, Detroit was in Tampa Bay. Okay. And the Rays did the best they could on opening day, 25,000 people. That's that's huge for them. Good job, Tampa. I didn't know they've ever gotten that many people in that stadium. Yeah, no, that was a world record for, for the Rays. <laughs> uh, then the Tigers had their home opener in Detroit, Comerica Park, against the Red Sox, and they had 44,000, which is to say on Friday and Saturday night, more people saw the Tigers in Colorado than actually saw the Tigers in Detroit that one time. You also had 40,000 sold. And there were a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. On Sunday, you do that math, I think it was like 137,000 people over these three games. The top four attended Tigers games is 121,000. They had one game against the White Sox in Chicago and three in Philly, and that totaled 121,000. That's four games. More saw them in three days. This weekend at Coors Field, the Tigers are clearly beloved in Colorado. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) I will say, I mean, there was a good, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, when the Dodgers are in town or when the Cubs were in town, but like there were a a decent number of Tigers fans, but they're just not, they're not obnoxious like other fans. They're pretty, they know their place. They do. They know where they stand. I did hear them a lot, a lot more on, on Sunday, but you're right. It it wasn't annoying. It was just the smattering. It's like, Hey, good for you guys. Yeah. You're, you're, you're welcome back in another two years. Uh, yeah. See you later when we have a totally different product. Hopefully. Oh, how many people are going to be around in, (laughs) <laughs> I didn't mean to say I, people like that. I'm I would not say gonna, players I'm, on the I'm roster. All, I won't live that long. I'll be dead by then. <laughs> like I didn't mean like in the media or the front office. I, I meant on the roster itself. You mean itself. players, okay. Yeah. Uh, but in that 14-9 loss, Tigers hit for the home run cycle. Solo homer, two-run homer, three-run homer, and a pair, a pair a of grand slams. A pair of grand slams. That was, that was tough. I mean, it's tough to see... Uh, your pitchers give up a grand slam, but to have it twice in one game when we are so starved for grand slams. Oh <laughs> man, that was painful. That, that today was painful. It was. Baez hits one out. First pitch, I think almost all of the home runs that Seawold gave up was on the first pitch. I think oh. the one that Hollowell gave up too, also first pitch. They were kind of attacking. They had a really good game plan in general, but yeah, grand slam, it was four nothing uh, before the Rockies could even get up. So. Unfortunately, it was uh, it was one of those games. We did have a couple transactions before the game. We yes, had uh, we Fernando trans- Abad. He's back. back he's from back. Got DFA'd earlier this season, and he's back for more. He's back. You had uh, Peter Lambert went down, did mm-hmm. his his thing, did a nice job, and his first start in 641 days. Yeah, that's a number to say the least. He did a nice job. Also, remember Peter Lambert was my pick to just like be the dark horse best uh, start of the season, which did not happen Saturday night. We'll talk about Friday night start because that was my pick, so I'm feeling <laughs> decent about that. Uh, but we look, maybe I'm glad we talked about it earlier in the week. We were flush with Connors, down to one. We are just a Connor 
kind of franchise. Connor Kaiser designated for assignment. You know, but similar to to Ty Block yeah. and Fernando Abad, I think the same thing with Kaiser of you get designated for assignment, but you're going to come back through the organization and, you know, you'll, you'll stick around with Albuquerque because also the Rockies are going to need some of these guys eventually later on. Um, it's, it's convenient for them to play around the 40 man and do those things. The Dodgers do it yeah. a lot. So I, I, I think Kaiser will be back. In the yeah. Order. I think it'll be the situation that we've seen where, yeah, they're just making room on the roster. He'll more than likely stick around. I'll have to look it up. Didn't get a chance, but Lambert was the 13th different starter. For the Rockies, as far as starting I'm pitching goes, physically ill right now. That's a lot. <laughs> I'm of ill. Guys. Why are we so cursed in terms of starting pitching this season? Yeah, I, it's who put a rough. curse on the Rockies? It's very rude. Yeah, this All Star break cannot come quick enough. Yeah, we did have today. Uh, Ezekiel Tovar extended his hit streak to 15 games. 15 games That's for our young superstar. I'm so excited for him. I love seeing him produce. He's, he's in, just like really getting into a groove. No, he, he really has. Mm-hmm. He's been he's been absolutely fantastic. He's been even better since he's become a dad. And uh, <laughs> you know, he's he's another guy that if you head over to the DNVR.com and, and check out the article about Elias Diaz, that you know, Tovar in a in a year in which there hasn't been a ton of really great NL shortstops, Ezekiel Tovar with his RBI single today gave him 41, second most RBI in the National League, folks, behind Francisco Lindor. Ezekiel Tovar, 41, second most RBI. We're not talking about, uh, according to rookies, according to rookies in the NL West, no. according to rookies shortstops, no, second most. So, you know, he's on the outside looking in, obviously, but he's been really, really great so far all year. Yeah, this is the kind of guy where you're just like, okay, how long until everyone else realizes this is yeah. a player you really need to be watching? I love that. Because people haven't realized it yet. We know it. Rockies fans know it. And, you know, you pointed out at the beginning of the year this idea that Colorado players can get overlooked. Mm -hmm. They really have to kind of go overboard to get that kind of attention. Corbin Carroll suffers from that same issue, except he he does it now. You know, he got voted to start in the all-star game. He's, I mean, he is head and shoulders, I think better than, than Tovar right now. He's having a a rookie of the year MVP kind of season Mm -hmm. for the Diamondbacks. So that's going to be a lot to overtake, but even still he's got the attention. So even if he kind of falls off a little bit, people are just going to remember starting for the National League All-Star team, Corbin Carroll. I mean, when Kevin Durant is wearing your jersey at yeah. a game, like, that's how you know you are doing well. That's how you know your name is not leaving anyone's uh, thoughts anytime soon. Yeah. No, it's true. We, we can't even get Uncle Jeff to, to come out to a game. I mean, come on. Bruce Brown? <laughs> I mean, he's not really a nugget anymore, but that's all right. The 10-inning game, third extra inning game on Saturday. Uh, Rockies did lose that 4-2. Thanks to, and I, I don't mean thanks, but... A three-run home run by Zach McKinstry. You know why he hit that home run? He's a former Dodger prospect. Of course. Of course. course. Why does this always happen to us? It was the second quickest extra inning game at Coors Field because it was two hours, 41 minutes. Second quickest uh, ever, September 14th, 2008, was a 1-0 game. This one at least had a little bit of action. So that was was pretty quick in general. And then Friday, the lone win of the series, 8-5, Austin Gomber. Really good second consecutive win. He's also has th- all f- the last three wins by a starting pitcher for the Colorado Rockies. That's that's strange. That is strange. Uh, but yeah, he seemed uh, he, he he hasn't. Yeah, a lot of starts lately have not been very good. But it was great to see him in a good mood, coming off a great start. Um, and of course, Friday was you know a fireworks game too. So yeah. all the families were in there. But it was so cute. This was maybe one of my favorite moments of the entire season. 
but Austin Gomber's two young sons were in the clubhouse with him, and Gomber just held it, held Charlie, the baby, during his interview, and it was super cute. He was being so good, too. Obviously, those kids are on camera a ton because Austin's wife, uh, Rachel, great influencer. She makes a lot of content with the kids. So they're used to it. They've been on camera a lot, but he was just holding them during the interview, so at the end, I'm just like, does Charlie have a comment? And, like, Charlie just goes, like, Austin's like, oh yeah, Charlie, come on, like, do you do you want to say hi? And he just goes, hi. <laughs> I'm like, he's okay, a natural. Hold on. First of all, like, he's a baby. I'm like, I didn't know he could like talk like that. <laughs> like that was like really clear. It was it was very funny. Uh, cool. So that was like just such a cute moment um, I like that. that I absolutely loved that I got to witness. A couple, even a couple years ago, it seemed like there weren't a ton of kids that were coming around the, the clubhouse. And I don't know if it's particularly like this group, they're very close knit or there's just more kids, but you know, it's nice to see that. Cause you know, a couple of those kids will be getting drafted uh, and one or two will even, you know, make the majors uh, at some point. So mm -hmm. uh, that's pretty neat uh, to have that happen. But yeah, statistically, yeah, at least one of those kids <laughs> has to, has to be a future major leaguer. Maybe some off-season content. We'll draft the, the kids and say who's... I'm, I, I'm claiming them right now. I'm drafting all of the Bard kids. Those kids have so much energy. I can just tell... They have... They could be elite athletes. I've never seen those kids walk. They are only running. You've tipped your hand. So now I'm going to have to make sure I draft one early, even if they're not on my board. Because, look, I just got to have a better team of future Rockies kids. That's great. Oh, my gosh. I Gom love it. Gomer goes seven innings, only gives up the two earned runs, one walk, seven strikeouts. Only Kyle Freeland has gotten uh, seven innings so far this year. He's done it twice, so it was nice to see Gomber be able to do that. He was also the first Rockies starting pitcher to go at least seven innings at home since the Chad Cool game. So I'm talking oh, about that a lot man. this week. That's pretty cool. And then Rockies, with the win, do finish with a 9-18 and 18 record in June. Tied for the second lowest winning percentage in June in franchise history with the 2012 club that lost 98 games. So. Oh, boy. Yeah, we're not. The numbers are not in our favor here. The stats are not in our favor. This is just... Now that we've gotten over the the fun May that we've had, <laughs> a lot of fun. Um, a lot of it was fun. a lot of fun. Now that we've gotten over that, uh, it's it's looking more and more like this is the hundred lost team that we've been dreading. And we have about three and a half home games in the month of July remaining. Like they're not home that much, of course. Yeah. Yankees, Astros, and then they finish up the final week of July. Just not a ton. All Thursdays are days off. I was going to say, I, I was wondering if you would notice that we don't have a Thursday game until August 10th. Yep. So That is crazy. Join a Volo Sport League on a Thursday night. Well, people, why not? The great thing is, like, we do kickball on Thursdays. Yeah. And I haven't really been able to make it to any of them. Now I can. Now I have actually no excuses. Yes, that's it. Yeah. July is going to be your month, kickball-wise. Kickball-wise, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a big one. And, and you talk about the numbers not being really great. One of the numbers that is great, 15, is the percentage off when you come to the DNVR bar and you're a diehard. There we go. Get yourself there signed up go. and get 15% off food and drink. All drink. Every drink you could think of. Drink is 15% off on the drink. That's that's huge. Drink and drink. 20% off all the gear at dnvrlocker.com. Where's my, my post-game beer, by the way? 20% <laughs> off all of the takeovers. We've got two coming up still at the remainder of this year. In fact, that's one of them at the end of July. Oakland. Let's go. You know what? Um, I think we were saying this on the show on Friday, but I'm like, oh, the Rockies could really could really win that one. They could really run away with that one. We got. We, we could have a 25-1 win. Yeah. It's possible. Or perfect game. 
we could have a perfect game. If we could actually, we could accomplish something here. So this is definitely one where you want to get some tickets for it. Can we give the perfect game guarantee that there, there are actually companies that work in, you know, sports business of mm -hmm. like, Hey, you can say if, if the team, if someone throws a perfect game, you know, you can give a full refund to everybody for one of those things. Like a Mattress Mac type situation. We'll have to find out Do if there's a perfect game thrown for our takeover on July 29th against the A's. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I mean, but it's only 40 bucks to go. And if you want to get two, get the A's game and then the one in September against the Giants, you can mm -hmm. actually save even more money for being a diehard. It's pretty great. Yeah, no, I love that we're doing. You have the potential to get like a little like two for one kind of deal. Not two yeah. for one, but like. You, you book two takeovers and you'll get you'll get a little money off of that. It's cool. And if you already have like the Rocky shirt too, we can swap that out and give you something else. So it's mm -hmm. it's pretty nice. We're we're like a family run business, so it's not like oh man, I'm trying to get somebody on the horn and I'm sending these emails and no one's responding to me about the shirt and no, all the like details. People respond. No, people respond exactly. The right. deal with these two uh, for these takeovers, you get a free app at the bar while you're waiting for the bus. Whoever thought of that, that was genius. Genius. Did you think of that? Maybe. Was that you? Yeah, okay. I did, actually. Just take credit uh, for it if I, it's you. I also think the Mountain Beach Sour is amazing. It's that time of the year. Mm. The guava flavoring that's that's there, the, the taste of guava, I should say, the juices are immaculate, as is the pineapple flavoring mm -hmm. that goes in a pineapple blend, I should say, with lime, tart lime. In fact, it's amazing. Go to breckbrew.com, find out where you can get it anywhere in the world. Anywhere. Yeah. Breckbrew Locator. Find out where you can get it. Breckbrew breckbrew.com to find a beer near you a taste of colorado with made with 100 percent colorado ingredients and summertime is here so illegal pete's has to be the spot for buddies beers and brews legal pete's beers and brews are the same thing so what they are, are. Doing here what are we so doing beers, here beers buddies and burritos yes thank you thank yeah, you for correcting that's it just trying to keep us on track here burritos buddies and Bruce. Yes. I was like, which one did you not say? I'm very tired. It's been a very long time. We're weekend. playing a game within an ad read. This is this is inception type thing. We're really making folks pay attention. I'm like too hungry to be talking about illegal Pete's without having it right in front of me right now. Their burritos are fantastic. And also, mm -hmm. too, you get five refreshing 16 ounce beers for 15 bucks. Hang out on the patio of illegal Pete's. I want to talk about some of the weird and wild and wonderful events Ooh. over the course of this weekend. We should. There were many. Let's start with the wonderful, I think wonderful, Miguel Cabrera, final series at Coors mm -hmm. Field before he retires and goes off to Cooperstown. But first, uh, he gets uh, a, a weekend at the Broadmoor. <laughs> before he goes to Cooperstown, he gets a trip to the Broadmoor because that's one of the gifts that the Rockies has have been giving to these iconic guys playing through Coors Field for the last time. Do you think Miguel Cabrera ever shows up no. at the Broadmoor? No, I don't think any of these dudes are ever going to show up at the Broadmoor. I think Larry Walker might. He got one in, in 2021 for yeah. his number retirement. Okay, uh, you know what? I think Colorado players sure. will or could. Pujols is not is never going to the Broadmoor. You don't think Yadier Molina is coming to going to Colorado Springs? I mean, <laughs> I would love to see like all three of them like pick the same weekend and go together and just right? make a thing out of it. But they never will. They never will. <laughs> they never will. I hope they do. I hope to God they do, but they never will. The connection between Miguel Cabrera and the Rockies is actually kind of significant. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, he's been playing in the American League since 2008, but. If you look at active players with at least 100 at-bats against Colorado, he ranks first in batting average, on-base percentage, fourth in slugging. 
He he got the three thousandth hit against Antonio Sinzatella. Exactly. With Elias Diaz, fellow Venezuelan behind the home plate. Just like Jonathan Daza in center field. All Venezuelans like in that immediate impact of the at bat. And as Kevin Henry pointed out to me over the week, the run to Rocktober in two thousand seven started against Miguel Cabrera's Florida Marlins at the time. It was yes. September fifteenth. Florida won ten to two. Miggy had a grand slam during that big loss uh, that he handed to the Rockies, had five RBI, and the next day, Rockies go on that historic run. And it kind of all starts with that. I don't know if you noticed when they gave him, you know, his uh, his free tickets, which does not include uh, sodas. You get waters, but not sodas at the Broadmoor. Like, it's a cruise. You got to pay extra for that. I'm not sure. I didn't, couldn't read the fine print from the press box. Okay. But they have the little placard from the auxiliary scoreboard yeah. in right field, which was really cool. Bud Black came out. Owner Dick Monfort was there. And so was bench coach Mike Redman, who was a teammate of Miguel Cabrera back in 2004. With the Florida Marlins. Miggy is old as hell, man. I can't, he what the longevity on this dude. Yes. That is crazy. Good for him. He's played a launch time. He's played a launch time. A lo- longevity. Longevity. Right? He's played a launch time. Got, okay. All right. All right. I'm following. I'm following. <laughs> uh, I also realized, so this is wild. We talked about it a little bit during the week. Kevin Padlow traded in that Herman Marquez deal. Two big leaguers, one for one. Jake McGee for Corey Dickerson, and then it was Herman Marquez for Kevin Padlow. Padlow's bounced around the big leagues with four different teams. Then after the Moustakis deal, he gets designated for assignment. Well, in the same week that Padlow finally makes his course field debut, former Rockies third-base prospect, Tyler Nevin makes his debut with the Detroit Tigers. thought that was kind of neat. I, what, that, that was really neat. That was very strange, too. Yeah. I don't think Tyler Nevin necessarily had a good weekend at course field, though. I felt a little bad. Yeah, he did make an error today mm-hmm. and then was almost promptly removed from the game defensively. Yeah. You know, that was that was that. What was wonderful was news on Brendan Rodgers. Now, I talked to him back in, in early May, and he's like, yeah, I'll be back before the end of the year. How much, you know, are we talking like the final few weeks? But Buddy did say over the weekend that, you know, he could be back upwards of like 50 to 60 games. That seems like a lot, but, you know, he hit. Uh, on the field, in the batting cage, on Saturday at Coors. He's been taking ground balls for a little while, which is really great to see. He should go on some rehab assignments, maybe for three to four weeks, kind of give him a, you know, somewhat of a spring training mm-hmm. since he didn't really have one. That's when he got injured and had the shoulder surgery uh, on the on the shoulder joint. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really promising to think that maybe August 1st. I, I don't know when. I don't, I don't know exactly when 50 days is going to be, but even if it's 40 games, that would be really promising to have uh, Brendan Rodgers back in a Rockies uniform to finish out the 2023 campaign. Yeah, I mean, it, it, we're definitely feeling the loss of Brendan Rodgers this season so far. Um, definitely, he has he missed out there. He has missed so much. But I feel like getting him back at any point <laughs> this season, I'm just like, it's too little too late. Very much I'm so. in a very negative mood today. <laughs> I, I, I don't notice it only because... Look, when the Rockies are playing bad, it's like it's it just in the air. So I'm yeah. like, it's not you. It's it's the air. So yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not pinning that on you. That's I am right. the negative cloud right <laughs> now. Uh, <laughs> weird, weird, but not weird. Tigers play a course for the first time since 2017. That's pretty much the longest. Actually, the Twins have, have been the longest 
Uh, they also haven't played at Coors since 2017. They will play the final three, game, final three games of the year at Coors. That will, of course, That's be very weird. weird. That That's be very weird. weird. I think that is the weirdest. The <laughs> final week is going to be weird because mm-hmm. Dodgers play four games at Coors in three days. They, yep. they get to Colorado, and it's a doubleheader. Rockies are really sticking it to the Dodgers, and I don't hate it. Why is it a doubleheader? Because both teams have off the Monday before the Dodgers come into town. I don't know. Why is it a doubleheader? Uh, great question. Are we just being dicks to them? I uh, could be. Could be. Don't know. That's weird. That is weird. Yeah, that's uh, that's a weird one. And then then the Twins come to town. So, what a way to close out the season. Quite, quite. We got as we talked about in the first segment. Wonderful to uh, to have Elias Diaz as the All-Star. Pretty much it seemed like any of the guys I thought going into today, we were guaranteed a first-time All-Star. I mean, granted, the yeah. only All-Stars on this roster or former All-Stars were Charlie Blackman, who's been hurt, you know, did a nice job as, as a DH, deserved to be in the top 10 of voting, mm-hmm. was not. Uh, of course, CJ Crone was in All-Star last year, kind of struggled when he was healthy. He had missed a lot of time. Herman Marquez few starts in April. Of course, he's been on the 60-day IL. And Chris Bryant, who has missed a ton of time, too, and just kind of hasn't had those numbers. So that was it. So we were going to have a first-time All-Star. I didn't think it was 50-50 McMahon and Diaz. I thought it was 49-49 McMahon-Diaz, 1% chance Bard, 1% chance Justin Lawrence. Would you have kind of broken your percentage down there, or did you think it was just really... Only those two position players, no real chance for a reliever to kind of get the nod. I thought there was a chance for a reliever to get the nod because you really never know where they're going to need to fill in the holes. But I'm just, I'm, we've been talking about Diaz being that selection for so long. So I'm happy that 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 came through. Yeah. I think, I think Mac will have a lot more chances in the future too. So that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I, I think there's a chance maybe if somebody does get hurt. Now, I know uh, Buddy talked post-game that there's a lot of really good catchers in the National League. You mentioned Will Smith, who's only been a one-time All-Star. I mean, he's he's fantastic. JT Ramuto, he's kind mm-hmm. of in somewhat of a down year, but he is one of the best catchers. Sean Murphy will be the starting catcher. But the interesting thing is we were going back and looking and trying to figure out, like, would the National League take three catchers? Are they only going to take two? Is there a rule of thumb? And I don't really think there's a rule of thumb. I think they typically only have two catchers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the National League in the last four All-Star games, had been having three catchers each and every time. And a lot of that had to do with the legacy guys. Wilson Contreras had started two of those games, deservedly so, when he was with the Cubs. And then he also had Yadier Molina and Buster Posey mm-hmm. doing that. So there really was no room for other guys. So it's nice that there are going to be two new catchers for the National League All-Star team this year. It's going to be something. Gonna be something. The pitchers that did make the All Star team for the National League for Cincinnati: Alexis Diaz, San Francisco: Camila Doval, Bryce Elder of Atlanta, Zach Gallen for the Diamondbacks, Josiah Gray, first time All Star with the Washington Nationals, Josh Hader, fifth time All Star with San Diego, Mitch Keller of Pittsburgh, Clayton Kershaw of the Dodgers, tenth time for him, Justin Steele, first time for the Cubs, Spencer Strider for Atlanta, first time, Marcus Stroman, second time for the Cubs. Devin Williams, second-time All-Star with the Milwaukee Brewers. We got, a, we got a roster. We do have a roster. Were you uh, happy to see Nick, uh, Nick and slash Nicholas, Nicholas. Castellanos yes. made the All-Star team? Yes, I was, because he is at least an All-Star in terms of hitting home runs after something horrible has happened. Oh, boy. Yeah, so do we have to be on alert for the next week? Like, he's going to hit a big one. 
during in, during the game. Or God forbid, if he's in a home run derby, is it like twenty eight awful things going to happen? Tragedy after tragedy after tragedy. Oh my God! Like oh, we're also getting news that this happened. Boom, he has another. We're also getting news. So it would all <laughs> happen. It doesn't even happen over the course of the week. It's all happening on the same day. Okay, keep him out of the derby, please. <laughs> <laughs> for America's safety, the world's safety. Yeah, no, he Keep can't. Be, he can't be in it. He can't be in it, or else things are going to happen. Yeah, we don't want anybody getting injured. But if you've been injured at work or anywhere else for that matter, call Backus and Shanker. Backus and Shanker at two 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 two. It's really that easy because you know what? They're not going to see a dime until you do, and their clients have seen over one billion dollars in their twenty-five years in Denver area. They've got offices in Aurora. Fort Collins, you name it, Inglewood, it, it, all over the place. Mm-hmm. They've got 25 folks on staff, 100, or 25 lawyers, 100 folks on staff. And look, they're working, again, for free. They're consulting with you for free. Give them a call. No harm, no foul there. Backus and Shanker, ColoradoLaw.net. Backus and Shanker. Because Backus and Shanker wins. You'll be winning on game time tickets either because... You're going to wait closer to the start of an event on the day of. I know that could be a little bit stressful, but also maybe you're not sure what to do. And if the price is right, you'll go in and snipe. Well, Game Time's going to allow you to do that a lot longer than so many of these other sites. So you're going to save that way. Or if it's a big event that, look, you just want to get in the door, well, get in the door with an extra 20 bucks in your pocket mm-hmm. when you use promo code DNVR on Game Time apps. And again, for all the diehards that are out there, that have signed up to the dnvr.com. You know all the great benefits. We've talked about it before with the 15% here at the bar. But even if you can't get down to the corner of Colfax and York, you're getting 20% off all the gear at dnvrlocker.com. You're also getting a free shirt each and every year with your annual membership, access to the diehards only Discord, where the diehards are popping off all around the world. We got a couple Canadians. Hats to the Canucks up there that are doing it for the Rockies because diehards can be found anywhere yes especially the diehards only discord so get yourself signed up to the dnvr.com i haven't seen any of the gossip in the diehards only discord yet that's like i say like an hour at the end of the night some days just getting caught up with all the shenanigans that these guys are getting into or looking at some of the other rooms too because it's not just rockies broncos there's a wrestling one that i like to jump in shout out to the homies that are all in there but the gossip that you've got is a little bit different than mm-hmm. what we've got behind the diehard only Discord channel. I think we've got some really good gossip tonight. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. So the yeah. gist of this game, I'm going to give Patrick a, a piece of news, quote unquote news, and he's going to tell me how truthful that news is. If there's any truth to it, if there's little, if it's straight up fiction. Mm. Are you ready? I, I am. And you know what? Dog Pound wants to know about Charlie Blackman in the chat. Again, go ahead, jump in there. Yeah. The DMVR Sports Channel live on YouTube. Uh, even before we go live, you can put your questions and comments in there. Yeah. No, Charlie Blackman's going to be back. Will it be in time for the trade deadline? Will Charlie even get traded? We've got plenty of time to talk about in the next couple of weeks, but he's yeah. still recovering from that uh, fractured fifth metacarpal. But not in his out right for hand. the season. No, uh, no, the, not the, the I season. feel like hand fractures like are one of the quicker yeah. recoveries. Such and, a small bone. And the way Charlie goes about his business, drinking a lot of water, he will definitely be back. But thanks for the <laughs> questions on that. Yeah, no, he he takes his recovery seriously. All right, this is a really messy piece of gossip, Patrick. <laughs> Did you hear that Bryce Harper's car was stolen outside of Citizens Bank Park over the weekend? Is this even true? So 
Yeah, I saw that it got posted and didn't follow up to like, oh man, I got to see every angle of this. But it looked like he was like outside in a crowd of people on the phone talking with like a security person. Like, yeah, no, I, I left it right here. Uh, it was that red and green thing. It had, you know, a, f a furry fin on the back, like the Philly Fanatic. I assume he drives around <laughs> in kind of like a Philly Fanatic no, Camaro. Right? Like he's got something like that. Get the hell out and it, of here. And it, and it took off without him. And so, yeah, I, I think that was legit, wasn't it? it? You know what? So apparently it's not legit. I mean, we're <laughs> still not really sure why he was so flustered on the phone outside of the park. But Tim Kelly of Phillies Nation reported that... Bryce Harper said his car was not stolen. Okay. So if Bryce Harper says his car wasn't stolen, but you know what? Then again, <laughs> Nick Castellanos hit a home run the next day. Was that for, you know, Bryce losing his car? Was that for Twitter dying over the weekend? Ooh. Who's to say? Who's to say? Something bad happened because Nicholas hit a home run. So it wasn't stolen, but it, is it missing? So, you know what I'm saying? Like, is he a semantics guy, this Mr. Harper? Oh, my gosh. I hate that you're a semantics guy. Like, I'm no, exhausted. I, I'm just going by what Bryce said. So, maybe that's his workaround. So, maybe there is something going on. You I, I, uh, um, uh, I'll read the... <laughs> I, don't, yeah, I don't know. He said, apparently, uh, everything is all good, whatever that means. Could be a so, prank. Could be a prank. It could be a prank. Or he could have just been upset about something else. He could have been frustrated about something else. Maybe he was getting picked up and his ride disappeared. He's on Who the knows? phone going, look, the, the guy with the shopping cart of pretzels said he was going to drive down. He was going to give me one. Yeah, until we can actually break down that audio. We need a John Boy lip reading. We really we do. We really do. All right, this next one. This is a little heavy, too. Did you hear that Justin Lawrence of the Colorado Rockies got into a physical altercation after Friday night's game? No. I'm not even in a joking matter. Did did he wrestle a hot dog? I, no, he I don't was, know. He was he was <laughs> a, viciously attacked by Profar and Bard's kids. We have a picture that he posted Aww. on social media. Um, uh, yeah, I'm assuming these were taken by Kyle Cooper or maybe someone else from the Rockies. But these oh, are that's awesome. these are great. Yeah, he was just like in this like nice playful little fight with these kids who have a lot of energy. Uh, this is hysterical <laughs> though. This was so funny. <laughs> that's great. The Lion of Panama. He's hanging out with the Cubs. It's great to see. Yeah, I no, like it's it, this is cute. And also, like, <laughs> the best part of the fireworks games are, like, seeing, like, how excited all of the players' kids are to just, like, run around on the field. And, like, they get to see the fireworks. And the fireworks are so good at Coors Field. Uh, but it looked like everyone had such a good weekend. Were they allowing people on the field? I think they were, right? Yeah. There yeah. was a lot of speculation, like, oh, we could be getting a little bit of weather on Friday, maybe on Saturday. So we can't because it there could was, be too wet. There was no weather. There we go. The baseball gods intervened. I there appreciate there was no weather. Uh, speaking of the weather, how about this? Did you hear that the Coors Field ground crew got the MVP chain after this homestand between the hail game and two nights of fireworks? I hope. I hope that that's true. That's really good. <laughs> now, they only do it typically after wins, but you know what? Special case, special MVP chain. I hope each guy got one or at least got to wear it. I pray. I'm just going to say a quiet <laughs> prayer in the one and a half second pause between me stopping my sentence and you answering that they did get one. We don't know, but oh. they definitely should have. I know no one worked harder this weekend than the grounds crew at Coors Field. They deserve MVP chains for sure. Um, but yeah, I know we all appreciate their hard work. They 
just crushed it. And they had a little bit of fun too. I don't know if you got a chance to talk about it. I did have my phone up in time in trying to get all the content on Thursday. Mm-hmm. You had two of the grounds crew folks stripped out into shorts and <laughs> ran out on the field, did the full belly flop. And then five minutes later, they were back in their gear, getting rid of the hail. That was uh, that was definitely something to remember. Never seen amazing. anything like it. It was awesome. It was, it was, it was very it was awesome. Absolutely wild. Late night, but it was awesome. It was yeah, it was good. Uh, Patrick, did you hear that Nolan Jones out of the lineup now? All because KB is back off the IL. I had I had heard that. That's what some people thought uh, <laughs> for the past six games. In fact, going back to the start of the Dodger series, Nolan Jones only started three games. But and even though Buddy said, "Hey." Chris Bryant coming back, even CJ Crone to an extent, is not going to impact playing time. And you go, well, that can't be true because he's only started half of the games, but it's it doesn't actually have to do with Chris Bryant being back, does it? No, it does not. See, you are so well-versed on your Rockies news. Uh, no, Nolan Jones was the best man at his brother's wedding over the weekend, and I believe it was back on the East Coast. So he he was not around this weekend, but not, not because KB elbowed him out of the way and he was i believe he drove the zamboni down the aisle with the bride <laughs> i assumed it was his, his, his hockey playing guy, brother. yeah <laughs> i assumed is that what hockey players do do they get married on the ice somewhere no um uh, you know what they didn't get married on the ice but you know how when they drive off after the reception and you know you tie the cans and you have the mm-hmm. just married sign they drive off in a zamboni oh love that yeah yeah i like that yeah no that's that. yeah so if you're not folks they're saying hey why isn't nolan jones playing He's not here. That's not. He's yeah. It's it. fi- everything's fine. Every, he's not everything's option. fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Um, uh, <laughs> did you hear Matt Cook's walk-up song today? Walk-out music, rather. Ooh, when he took the play, he walked no. out to Stacy's mom. Oh, I did hear that. Yeah, I did not think that, was, that that was for him. That's his walk-out music because his wife is named Stacy, and he thinks it's funny. Is that true, Patrick? Um, is what true that that was his walk-out music? Are you saying no? That, that, that the reason behind it. I. I mean, I don't know. I guess I, I hope not. I mean, <laughs> a lot of times people just hear like the chorus or they're like, hey, this is the title of the song. Mm-hmm. I'm going to apply it. And then you go, Did you have you actually listened to the lyrics of the song? Because it's not how you think it's going. I would have thought maybe if he had a daughter named Stacy and he's like, hey, my wife, Stacy's mom, <laughs> she's got it going on. I mean, that would be, a, that would that be good. That would be great. That would be so, good. Imagine if two Rockies had kids named after songs. Ooh, because Charlie Blackman. I don't think got, I think Stacy has been officially taken out of the American Stacy's female real, uh, uh, rotation. It's not for po- it's not a popular name right now. No, um, Matt Cook didn't even pick his walkout music. It was just it's he's on shuffle right now. That was my guess. Yeah, was that that wasn't his. But hey, I'm down for it, and I like it. I, I I like the idea that you know what? Go ahead and start spreading that gossip uh, as if it were true. <laughs> it, no one gets hurt because of it. Because if you do spread gossip. That is not true. All right. Shame, shame, shame. Shame, shame, shame. I know. All right. How about I got one more for you? Uh, Patrick, did you hear that if Shohei Otani ended up with the Mets, Keith Hernandez would not let him wear his number 17? Patrick, is that true? I think it's retired. Yeah, it is retired. But like so, you can. Uh, but of course, if someone big yeah. comes through, you know, the person who had the number can say, "You have my blessing to wear it." Like if it's a star like Otani, I don't know if that was like the one thing holding him back. Because like he, that's a guy who can't change his number. He is the greatest talent of our generation. That's that's a fair point. Um, they could they could possibly unretire it or 
keep it retired and then also allow Atani to wear. But it's different if you retire a number. A number's a number's done. Like it, it doesn't go back into rotation at all. It's different if you're like, hey, Matt Holiday, can somebody wear your number five? And Matt's like, sure. I mean, you haven't retired it for me yet, so I, I guess so. Um, yeah, wow. Was he kidding? I hope he was kidding. You know what? I don't know if he was kidding, <laughs> but he said it. <laughs> he said it. They were talking about this on the Mets broadcast. But yeah, that might be the case. I mean, if um, Otani coming to the Mets is a real possibility, I'm sure a real conversation would happen. Right. But right now, that is dead ass serious. I'm trying to think if that's ever happened. Maybe once. I, I, I'm sure it has. It's there's no there's no law of like, well, the Mets have to uh, fold as a franchise because they're unretiring numbers. I mean, numbers. they <laughs> might as well. I mean, also, I mean, I guess think about it though. Bryce Harper is such a big star, wore number 34, and then did not take that number with him to the Phillies. Because of course, um, Roy Holiday. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, it's and a chance Bryce to Harper is a huge a star bit. too. Yeah, it's an you know it is. It's, so a it's chance, not that bad. It's yeah. a chance to rebrand a little bit. What would be a good number if you were Otani? Like double zero for O? I mean, that might look interesting. Yeah, or yeah. But o? isn't um uh, is um uh, what should we call it? Well, Marcus Are, Stroman had it. Yeah. And then I think Taiwan Walker had double zero. Does Adovino have double zero or is he just one zero? He's just one zero. He's just one zero. He brought he brought it back when you went to the Yankees of like, hey, you know how everyone's talking about there's no single digits left? You know, uh, number two is the last one mm -hmm. for Derek Jeter. And you go, there's still a digit. It's zero. And now, of course, worn by Mr. 24th Perfect Game, Domingo Herman. So, mm. yeah, that would be interesting. I, I'm a, a double zero. I don't know. You go 71. Number seven just look, might look good on, on Otani as well. Mm -hmm. I think it would be a, a, an opportunity to, to rebrand. That would yeah. be interesting. That or, would be you know, interesting. maybe he goes somewhere where his number is already available. <laughs> look, whoever pays him the he, most money, that's the number he cares about most, not 17. Do you think, it's how many zeros. Do you think the Rockies would let him have 17 if he came here? I they, think they would let him have whatever he wanted. They would let him have... Larry Walker's name <laughs> on the back of his jersey, a Dinger Kids Club patch on his right sleeve. Do whatever. The entire team wears Otani's name on their sleeve. He's actually buying his own sponsorship for the Rockies. Oh no gosh. way in hell is Shohei Otani going to play for the Colorado There's Rockies. absolutely no chance. What's less that there's no chance in hell? There's no chance in heaven. There's no, there's no chance, chance in, in heaven, purgatory. hell, purgatory. There's no chance. It's getting Period. difficult up in here. But you know what? If we need some content during this offseason, we are we are not above saying, what, Shohei Otani? Sign up for the agent <laughs> deal he? in Denver? We are not above it, folks. That, folks, that will be an episode. It I, will be an episode in the depths yeah, of the offseason. We actually did it last offseason. We did! <laughs> and it wasn't a one-second episode of, welcome to the DNVR Rockies podcast. I'm Patrick Lyons. I'm Susie Hunter. No. And then we hit the music, like, we'll talk about it, we'll kick it about a little bit, talk about why it doesn't make sense, talk about who, he'll, who he could sign with, but maybe. I know we had a lot of episodes about Judge. Yeah. He played us all. He did. He really did. He did. We, uh, I'm, I'm played out a little bit. But, yeah, this uh, has been a long week. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we've got All-Star Game stuff coming up. Rockies are going to Houston. Uh, we'll catch up tomorrow with uh, Brendan Vogt to talk about, uh, you know, could maybe Calvin Booth be a, a two-time GM of the year? And would, would the Rockies institute Calvin Booth 
uh, as their GM. I mean, hey, it, it worked for the Nuggets. I know he doesn't know anything about baseball probably, but there has to be something the Rockies can learn from the Nuggets, especially their rise. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk with Brendan Vote about that. I'm sure he's not going to want to talk about a St. Louis Cardinal, so I won't poke that bear a little bit. We'll preview the series with Houston and, and Kyle Freeland and the fact that there's a very interesting matchup in Houston over the course of the next two days. But follow us for all the conversation on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rockies at Patrick D. Lyons is where I can be found. Uh, and you can find me at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. Weird, wild, wonderful, and momentous. But of course, you know what they say about baseball podcast and momentum. Patrick, what do they say? It's only as good as your next show. <laughs> so this one's going to be pretty good. Join us tomorrow at 1 p.m. on the DNVR Sports Channel live on YouTube.